ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. G'day, I'm Matt Brand. Back in September, traditional owners of Buckingham Bay enforced a snap ban on commercial barramundi fishing in that area, claiming industry practices had led to the deaths of dolphins, turtles and crocodiles. And it's not the only area that commercial fishers have been banned from, with traditional owners stopping the industry from fishing in the Mini Mini and Merganella areas east of Darwin earlier this year. The Amateur Fishermen's Association of the Territory, it's concerned that commercial fishers will take their nets to other areas and put pressure on barra stocks, and it's calling for a phase-out on gill nets. The Antilles commercial barramundi industry is under a lot of pressure. To learn more, I spoke to the chair of the NT's Barramundi Licensee Committee. I'm Cameron Berryman, the chairman of the Barramundi Licensee Committee. Let's talk about the snap ban on commercial barramundi fishing in Buckingham Bay this year. We've heard from traditional owners. Let's hear from industry. What happened out there? Yeah, obviously traditional owners had some concerns out there and they've, they've closed the intertidal waters of Buckingham Bay down. Uh, industry moved out of the area immediately um, to respect of the traditional owners. There's obviously discussions going on with traditional owners at the moment. Um, it's not a permanent closure. We, you know, there is discussions happening and we hope we can get a resolution soon. Was it a surprise? Uh, obviously it was a little bit of a surprise to us. You know, um, some of the reasons for the closures, uh, we're trying to get information on, on, you know, was the caused by the barramundi fishery um but you know look it's it's their decision it's their waters and we respect that and we hope to be able to work with them and the government work with them to address these concerns there were claims that because of industry practices dead turtles dead dolphins dead crocodiles were washing up on the shore is that accurate oh look i mean we're not sure of what, what they've seen, obviously. If they, they've reported that, there's obviously concerns of that. But, I mean, looking at our data, we've got no records of like dolphins and turtles and that. Anything we do capture um, is recorded and sent to fisheries. Um, and it's, I'm sure fisheries would address any concerns right. if any interactions were happening. Um, obviously, we're working with fisheries. There's a macro view on at the moment. And we're trying to make sure all our log do- book data and that's correct. You know, industry's incentive is to have better monitoring on our vessels to make sure the information is correct that's relayed out. If you're out fishing for barramundi and catch a 20-centimetre barra, what do you do with it? We, we don't catch 20-centimetre barra. So our, our gear that we use, the gill net, is actually quite selective in what it catches. So it's actually very targeted... And most of our catch is similar size fish over that 55 centimetre mark and not much over 80 centimetres. So it's constant that we do capture the similar fish. So 20 centimetre barra, I've not seen one caught in our gear. And as for turtles and dolphins, like, is that an issue for this industry? Uh, since I've been involved, uh, zero dolphins that I'm aware of have yep. been uh, caught in barramundi gear. Um, there may be occasional interactions with turtles, but I'm not aware of anything that's been uh, deceased in the nets or gear. Uh, off the back of this snap ban in Buckingham Bay, we've then seen the Amateur Fishermen's Association call for a phase-out 
of gill nets being used in the Northern Territory. What's your thoughts on that, Cam? Oh, look, AFANT are in on the MAC review at the moment. You know, they're actually sitting on the review committee, so I'm sure they can relay the information through that committee. You know, it's a ministerial appointed committee, so um, they're the ones providing advice to the minister on the reform at the moment. Industry's the one that's called for the reform and to get our framework up to date. And, you know, there's... AFAN on there, there's traditional owner representation on there, there's industry representation, tourism representation, so there's good, and and scientist representation, so there's good experts there to make sure there's a good outcome. But do you think gillnets should be used in the Northern Territory? Well, at the moment, that that is the equipment that uh, our harvest strategy tells us we have to use, you know. We're actually working in different... Uh, working groups and studies at the moment to make sure our practices constantly improve. So, you know, whether we do develop a new gear or we better practice our gill nets, you know, we're, we're constantly improving. And you would see that over the last 40 years, the barramundi fishery has constantly improved its practices um, and it will constantly improve, you know, and there's good involvement um, in these working groups and that, you know, Charles Darwin University uh, doing programs at the moment, which the barramundi fishery in industry themselves are working with them to make sure our practices are uh, sustainable and, and, yeah. Can you smell change on the wind, given what's happening on the other side of the border in Queensland and some of its bans on the practice? Oh, I'm, I'm not going to get involved in talking about Queensland. You know, we're very NT-focused, um, but we have faith with the good people on the MAC review at the moment that, you know... It's a it's an iconic fishery, and I think the NT government will make some smart decisions. We heard the new minister yesterday say, you know, she's going to let science and, and experts direct it, and I think that's a good way to go. So looking ahead to next year's Barramundi season, how are things shaping up? Given, you know, at the moment, not allowed to fish at Mini Mini, Merganella, not allowed to fish at Buckingham Bay... Yeah, look, I mean, I'm actually quietly confident. You know, we've got some new investors coming in. The Aboriginal Sea Company is now bought into the Barramundi fishery, which is really positive. You know, it just shows that people still want to be involved in the commercial Barramundi fishery. And I think, you know, with some good operators and new faces in the fishery, we're going to continue to develop and become, you know, a great fishery, which is already extremely sustainable. Um, And, you know... uh, Tourists want to come here and eat wild-caught barramundi. You know, people around Australia want to eat wild-caught barramundi. You know, so it's important that we make sure it's still available to Australians. And how did this season go in the end? A season that seemed to have lots of challenges. Oh, look, the season started very well. Um, Unfortunately, a couple of operators dropped off throughout the season. Um, But, you know, these small businesses have their challenges, you know, and it's not really the closures that hurt them. You know, they weren't fishing in those areas. But um, financial stress um, caused some some operators to finish up. But obviously with new investment coming in, um, I think, you know, things are looking very positive. And, I mean, the company that you work for is one of those companies that has invested heavily in this industry, including a, a processing facility out at East Arm. What gives you confidence in this sector? Oh, look, I, I just think, 
the, the fact the government's um, putting the effort in to do this reform, uh, you know, it's going to give us confidence and give others confidence to invest. And such an iconic species, a, a great value species, I think everyone in the NT can benefit from it. Thanks for your time. Thanks, Matt.